All right, guys. So this episode is hilarious. The audio is pretty good for the most part. There's a few moments, but we did this spur of the moment in the hotel room of uh, at the RSM with John Tillery, coach to uh, Kevin Kisner, Scott Brown, Bryce Garnett, Gino Benelli, the caddy for Joel Damon, and Aaron Fleener, caddy for JT Poston. This was late on Tuesday night of the RSM week. We had no agenda, but it got electric. Uh, Gino's story of his little boy and puppy and the poop storm uh, is absolutely amazing. We talk about stuff on the tour. We talk about um, all kind of great stuff. At the end, John Tillery gives a few little plays that he would like or not like for the RSM this week. This is just an absolutely phenomenal episode. So thanks for watching or thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, it's it's worth every second. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Mike, 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 Mike. I, one, just, two, I one. just want this to be known that I shook off hour two of the XM show to come over here. <laughs> I mean, I, my star was rising. Wait, that show had two hours? I was getting to say like one word per minute over there. And so like... Use the microphone. Him and Pat and uh, JT and Keith were both on. And, I mean, I was on. A- after two minutes of me being on, I'd said more words than JT had said in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, five people on one show is kind of tough. But oh, yeah. we're going to make it work here. This is uh, – this is I- – I'm trying to think of a better word for this. We're just going to get right into this. Oh, are we? I, I are think we it's, start, we've already started? Yeah, yeah, we're just starting now. I think it's kind of a Royal <laughs> Rumble. Want to do that? Is that you? All right, you're... Oh, let me turn you down. No, because you... No, it was me. Okay. All right. Did you hear me? I thought you sold the microphone. <laughs> well, this is the Royal Rumble podcast room here. The Why tour junkies. Pat not have a microphone? Because we don't have enough microphones. Well, this is a par for the, I mean, <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, so we've got Aaron Fleener, Hello. who just, who did just come off of the, uh, Sirius XM show. Coming in hot. Thank you. And my voice is already warm. You're I've warm done up. A lot of, I've the, done a lot of media obligations today. The golden pipes are all heated up. <laughs> Gino Benelli. Yeah, who, I've been drinking San Pellegrino for the last two hours. and That's I'm your feeling, own fault. I'm feeling like it's bedtime right now, so. Yeah. Yep. Hope, hopefully we can get uh, get livened up here a little. I hear some uh, ice clinking in JT's drink over here. That coat. <laughs> Aspartame junkie. Is that, like the, <laughs> is that like the Pepsi clear that was? Yep. We've got JT, John Tillery, uh, coach to the stars. Um, refuses to coach the tour junkies, but... It is what That's it is. That's not true. I just that said is, that is, man ain't got no chance. That is not true. I, I, I will say I got to defend our boy JT. He Thank has you. tried his hardest you, to 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 help us out. Yeah. But like he says, uh, you, you talked about this earlier today. You, the working man's problem. What what is it when work, it comes to golf? Working man's got no chance. If you if you follow the tour junkies, if you were to show up at Kids's foundation event and just watch the. Uh, the things that go down there, you realize that your students, you know, you got to pick and choose. Your students. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so you're saying they're not dedicated to yeah, the I'm day in, day out grind. Yeah. They're, they're more into the, the nightlife. That's right. You know, being the, great takes sacrifices. I'm not sure they're ready to 
Hey, um, I'm pretty proud. I answered Gino's phone tonight at dinner, and it was Holly, and she knew exactly who I was just mm. based on my voice. Well, she was. Wow. She's like. Uh, she said, oh, "She's this one is of your four listeners." She said it like Dang. that. And she said it just like that. That was a joke. Nobody heard it. But that was a tough one. I was just pretending like I was just teasing. We just started. And we're no, not even, my wife's not even my wife's point. a huge fan, and uh, she listens to you guys. Have you even turned this on yet? Before oh, we started? Shit. No, I haven't. No, I'm good. I'm just kidding. No, we have. We've definitely started. No, she uh, she loves you guys, and uh, obviously yeah, being over here. She we got a, a Instagram message today from her. Seriously, talking about how bad my pick was. She was like, "Oh, you picked Bo Hostler." Um, oh, last week. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she did not say that. She based- yes, she did. She went all in on Pat holy, being terrible holy, for picking Bo Hostler. Yeah, she did. All right. What I love Holly. I mean, I mean, I'm, I, mean I don't I'll I just, hold that against well, her. Well, I just feel she, bad she, when she should probably not be calling out anyone for picking anyone because, I don't know, it makes me feel weird. I don't know. I feel like she might need her own podcast like to talk about her oh, betting picks. Oh, man, I don't know how that would go. What if we what? – I don't know. I, I'm, I, don't, I haven't even met Holly, so – but I think she's probably a pretty badass picker if she picked Gino to caddy for Joel Damon and it turned out to be a winner. Yeah, that's that's a good call, actually. Yeah. You might want to follow her advice. Yeah. Holly is Holly's a star. She really is. She is. Yeah. She's, she's, she really she's is. She's way better than me at life and look, way look, better look, Gino, looking. Gino, just, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Gino lucked out. I don't understand any of it. I don't understand it, Gino. No, you, hey, I mean, you've you got a what? great personality. This, I love you. I love you, buddy. No, I appreciate yeah, it. But, means a lot. But in fact, this is a great segue into a story that I have about my attractiveness because we were in Japan oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's an interesting And uh, I was with uh, Ryan Moore and his team, and he has uh, True Links uh, footwear and golf stuff. And we're sitting with the, no free with the team for uh, his like Asian counterpart team. And... Their English was as about as good as my Spanish is. Uh, Muy pequeño, pequeño, <laughs> chiquita, banana. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, you know, there's like I don't know eight or nine guys around this table, and uh, a couple Japanese gals, and she looked at Ryan's Japanese caddy. Japanese gals, ladies. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. She looked at uh, Ryan's caddy, who's a who's a good looking dude, and she goes, "You very sexy." And to who? Ryan Moore's caddy. Yeah, to Ryan Moore's caddy. Name by chance, Brett Swedberg. Yeah, Brett Swedberg. He's my roommate. Brett's the man. Good looking guy. You can't even. Brett Swedberg. We don't have enough. His brother went to college with me. We don't have enough Brady. Small world. Brett Swedberg. We don't have enough stories. I don't have enough time to tell you. I mean, the minute I met. Brett, I'm like this guy's gonna be my best friend because oh my God. he's amazing, but he also also a good looking guy. So he's like, "Oh, really? Me? I'm a good looking guy? You know, I'm very sexy." And he points across the table to me. He goes, "What about Gino? Is he sexy?" She goes, "No, very ugly." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Brett Swedberg. This is the same guys from Minnesota. My roommate in college. And for two years before we both transferred out where we were playing college golf and he picked a, he got all like butthurt, kind of like homesick, you know, he was a riot and he, uh, we get to the 12th green Cartersville country club cause we were in Kennesaw and like North of Atlanta and he hits his third shot up there on this par five, like 20 feet or something. And he bends over and 
pulls a dead fish out of his pocket. <laughs> out of his pocket. And he marks his ball with a dead, fi- <laughs> dead fish. What? And we're like, what? Oh, my gosh. I have to ask him. So he pulled his – we walked by there's a pond on his hole, and he just – there's a dead fish float up by the butt. He put it – he stuck it in his pocket, and he marked his ball. Never said a word about it. Never never addressed it. This is a qualifier to go to the next tournament. And he marked his ball the rest of the I mean, day with a dead fish. The whole day? Yeah. Marked his ball with a dead fish. <laughs> I don't mean like a tadpole. I mean, it's wild. a little one, one pound. How big was this? About, a, about a almost probably three-quarter pound bass. <laughs> a little yearling bass. Oh he marked, oh marked his was ball. Was he wearing cargo pants? Marked his ball with it. I mean. Yeah. That's not. No, I re- mark my ball with a beer very <laughs> regularly. Uh, it's not. That's, that's next yeah, level. That's not. That's not six percent of the story. I did though. not catch the beer out of the water, <laughs> put it in my pocket. Oh yeah, cooler. Mark my ball. Mark ball dead. I really want to interview him wait, now. Is there, you said there's more to this story. That's not. No, he has more stories of, the of him. Swedberg stories. Oh. I thought you were going to be like, well, and then he ate the fish. No. <laughs> on the last hole. No. Snacking on it. We were like Chicago at that playoff event, and no, it was uh, Liberty, whatever tournament that was. First playoff event, second, whatever it was. And when he like just started kind of, I guess, just started caddying for Ryan Moore, maybe. Yeah. And he ran into me, and it was like this huge reunion slash don't get anywhere near my pro. Don't yeah, tell me. No, <laughs> pretend we don't know each other when we see each other in public. Yeah, he's insane. That's, yeah, yeah I'm not gonna say that. That's why I don't ever want. I never want JT to meet any of my friends. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, Gina, you got to ask what you got to ask what, bro. Uh, well, I'm. I was gonna tell you guys really fast. So, uh, he got my number from. Uh, Congrats. I think from Ryan. Congrats. And, well, he sent me a text after the Vegas event. And he's like, hey, good week. But I didn't have his number in my phone. I didn't know who it was. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. I don't know who this is. And uh, <laughs> he goes, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. And I'm like, oh, no. And I knew it was a, a guy, and I figured it was a, another caddy, but it was just some random number. This is I just found it. Here you go. He, he writes me this text. Before I met you. I felt out of place, but the world seemed right when I first saw your face. It was at Mirfield Village where our eyes first met, and it, and it hurts my heart that you could forget. If you are yep, lucky, I will send boy. you another clue, but you should know that it's always been you. <laughs> so and I was like, this is incredible. I was like, I don't know who this is, but we're going to be best friends. Yeah. Swedberg, we had our other roommate, no names, had a girl that lived down the like same apartment complex, like down the hill, and she like kind of crapped on him and hurt his feelings. And he's like, "Dude, she, he's from Minnesota. He's like, she totally crapped on you. Like, this is not fair. You can't crap on my friend. Whatever, on and on." And everybody's like, "It's not that big a deal." So the only way he knew to pay her back, he took a dump in a Ziploc bag and put it, <laughs> and put it on her windshield of her car. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally my favorite human on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his act can you together guys, now. Can though. you text him and see what he's doing? Or he's oh, got I a camouflage. He's, huh? mm-hmm. he's not here. It's, 
We need to arrange. We need to arrange that. <laughs> yeah. He could be on the West Coast, so we could get him on the phone. <laughs> we could. Yeah. I don't know how we'd make you that work. You guys have the technology. No, we do not. <laughs> have you noticed how small this shop is right here? You're dealing with. <laughs> and we're just holding microphones in our hands. Oh, this is fun. The last yeah. show I was on, I had a headset on. You know how to work the microphone, Fleener. <laughs> yeah. You know how to. Bodies, this does, it feels like karaoke. I'm like, we bought them Friday night. We bought them Friday night. <laughs> yeah, these are new for us. These are Friday night microphones. You guys are christening our microphones right here. I don't know how right close here. to hold it. To well, just as long as it's... <laughs> which really pisses me off, but that's okay. Yeah, you paid for them. <sighs> do we... Um, do what we even talking about? Have we even started yet? Yeah, I guess we have. This is just very. Start. This is just very low key. Brett, what's your podcast juice right now, Fleener? Uh, Tito's and soda that I got from Keith Mitchell's house. I Gina, got myself Gina. an old fashioned. How uh, are the old fashions here at the King you know, and Prince? Uh, some people do the muddled cherry, and some people don't. I haven't had one in a while, and this one does, and uh, you know it's fine. Okay, no complaints. Okay, I'll stop us real quick, since I don't have a mic. If the, anybody needs a drink or anything, I'll be happy to get anybody some drink. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm that. That's who what I'm here for. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. You let me know, uh, Gino. Yeah, you can go get it while we're talking oh, yeah. on our microphone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to the King of Prince, by the way, for letting us use this room. Uh, we really, really appreciate this the ladies. It's really nice, guys. It's very nice. Yeah, we decided to splurge. It's we only have one night. We only have one night here. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, know what they would have done without this room. It's, it's like, got twenty-seven chairs stacked up behind <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> here for us were we gonna um, film, were we gonna film this and then we just didn't have we were thinking about it but but we didn't want to pay for anything so we just said if you could just put a table here for us we'll be, we'll be great and they said as long as you don't have to move anything around which as you can see with all the chairs stacked Nobody they didn't have to move anything, anything yeah they were fine we didn't have to it was cheap for us so jt how's what's your podcast juice tonight we have to get that on record uh i just got a little king and prince little spit cup <laughs> Last time we did a podcast with you, it was Camus and uh, something else. Fancy. Duck. Y'all. Duckhorn. Yeah. Duckbill. Uh, did you, was it a medicine ball at me? What did you th- <laughs> No, you threw a medicine <laughs> yeah. ball at me. Yeah. Yeah, well, you threw it back at him. Yeah. That was one of the best videos. We got to show you all those videos. You said, Can't wait. you know what you want to do? He's like, sometimes. That's not what you want to do. What you want to do What you want to do is go, like, fuck yourself. And you yeah. threw it at me like that. <laughs> That's true. Oh, we're, we told. That's we told. True. That's the kind of torso speed I was looking for out of you. <laughs> you might. You keep. Session, like, yeah. You I might not. You might hit it where there are grooves if you were to fire that pattern up. <laughs> One of my favorite things John Tillery's torso ever said. Speed is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> John Tillery has said Comment two things heard. that I quote all the time. You probably don't even know this. The first one is your description of Kevin Kisner, who we know, you know, obviously very well. I'd like to hear that. But the description is absolutely perfection. John Tillery said, Kisner is the most lovable asshole I know, but he's my (laughs) lovable asshole, right? And that is 100% descriptive of Kevin Kisner. The second thing that I love... like, he's okay. Yeah. (laughs) You're either like... Yeah, love him or... Kind of a dick, but I love him or hate the guy. But the second thing that you said that I'll never forget is when you were trying to give Pat some swing tips and you'd watched a few videos and you mentioned some of the guys you work with and you're talking about some swing theory stuff and you're like, yep, you know, just 
I mean, that's what it takes to hit it on the titties every time. Like, that's what it takes. And Pat was like, JT, I want to hit it on the titties. And you said, <laughs> and you said Pat, you could if the titties were on the toe. <laughs> I, I remind yeah. Pat of that that's all true. the time. That's pretty good. If they slung him right out there to the smooth part, he'd be around. <laughs> it does If the titties are in the mirror. <laughs> We all seeing titties. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, two famous famous JT quotes. Well, I do like that. So I, I got a question here. So, well, this is—I'll be a little more serious now. Yeah. You know, now that we're winding down the season. We're in Sea Island. Uh, both you guys—I mean, Aaron, Gino—both had fantastic seasons. I mean, talk about your. Yeah, if you'll get me a drink, are you going he to get has me a drink? Own microphone now. I'll get, I'll get a drink. Just you do, do your thing. So, talk about your seasons. What you're looking forward to next year? Because you, you've obviously both take taken huge steps uh, this past year with big seasons. So I'll start with you, Aaron. Talk about this year, and then what you're looking forward to next year, and then Gino, and okay. then JT. Yeah, as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was great because we locked up our card in at Hilton Head. Like, I mean, not super early in the season, but we still had a lot of golf left, and so it was kind of after that we shifted our focus to let's you know let's win, let's let's get it done, and we did finally at Wyndham and. Um, and that was awesome. I think it's really freed him up and given him a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, we've had, I mean, in my opinion, an average fall. And he's, you know, gotten 145, 150 FedEx Cup points already this year. And so uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Even after this week, we've got um, – you know, shark shootout, and then we go Maui, and um. so that brings up a, a question for me. You know, we've got this whole fall season now that we've had for a few years. What do you guys think about that? The fall season, like, like how how much do you care about the fall season? Like, I know it matters from a FedEx Cup point standpoint, but. You know, it's like, you know, I think of me, I, I work in the, the, the actual working world, and we sorry get close to, yeah, sorry, yeah. We get close to, like, like basically once Thanksgiving hits, like, we're, we're checking out. Like, what, what is it like for players with this, this whole fall deal? Are they taking it serious? Are they? Well, I think if you, if you ask guys, like, that, that won the previous year, not a huge deal to them. I mean, they want to go make money, play well, but uh, take a guy for, like, for instance, Harris English was in the 126 to 150 category, and he's had four top tens this fall and already locked his card up for next year. The fall's huge because so those guys get in, you know, five, six events in the fall, and if they play well – they set their whole year up already. And so a lot of guys don't even play in the fall. And, you know, it's not – I mean, yeah, take some time off if you want, but 
it's huge for a lot of people that are in those, you know, web category or 126 to 150 categories. To if they play well, they can really take advantage of that time. And so I think it's I think it's great. I understand that fans don't really care about it because it's, you know, not all the top guys are playing or whatever. But for me, I love it because I see my friends, you know doing well out of categories that are tough to get out of so uh, like so like then you know take out your players or whatever like so in the fall like if you're looking at like for our audience you know we're talking about picking guys from whether it's a gambling standpoint or a fantasy standpoint like who like in the fall are you looking at just like not necessarily guys that have won? So they're sort of checked out. Maybe they've won already in the year. Like, what are you looking at? Just guys that just have that fire to you know keep their tour card or whatever, or just you know, or maybe hot going into the fall. Like, what are you looking? I at? I think it's kind of a cool test to see the guys coming out of the uh, off the Corn Ferry Tour and seeing how they play right away on the on the PGA Tour. It's uh, you know, like Scotty Scheffler and um, well, like uh, go back to uh, um, oh, oh wow, I just completely blanked on my my boy's name. No, uh, <laughs> Sungjae. Thank you. Yeah. When Sungjae came out, I was really excited because everybody's like, "This guy is unbelievable," um, and I was like, you know, "I wanted to see him." Clearly, it uh, it translates because he is unbelievable. Um, he's going to be around for a long time, and although he didn't play last week or this week, like, yeah, that's he was like, yeah, okay. week, he plays every week. That is con- kind of concerning, isn't it? So yeah. Jake, I bet he's playing. Is he playing the Dunlop this week? Uh, yeah, could well, be. So but, JT, uh, like, what about like Brownie and 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 Kiz and them? What do they think about the fall? Are they, is it just kind of like just a season where they're just trying to maybe make a little money and and do whatever? I mean, I know Brownie's obviously trying right. to, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it's it just it's changed so much, right? Like it used to be, like back in the old like actual fall finish. Like if somebody had a good year and like kept their card and you know whatever, then like they would never they wouldn't play in anything. You know, it's like we would, like when I first started running around out here, whatever, ten, eleven, twelve years ago, whatever it was, like I would have for me for what I do, like it was way easier because I would have two, three months. I mean, I wouldn't get on an airplane for three to four months, you know. So, like, I'd have guys at home. We would work at home all the time. And then when I would – I would see them every week or whatever for three or four months. So, when they get on an airplane to go to the West Coast, I'd just ship them off and, like, see you at Honda. And then now it's like they, they – you know, and I totally understand why the tour did it. Like, it sucks, honestly, for for y'all and for us and probably for them too. But um, – you know, now they kind of have to play because it's just hard for those guys to sit around in a deer stand watching somebody rack up points. So then they kind of, you know, they're obligated to play, right? So, like, I'm I'm kind of torn on it. Like, on one end, like, yeah, selfishly, you don't have that off season and whatever, um, you know, and but then they have to go and play at some point. Um, so I still think, like, the guys that are above – if you want to say that, like in a different little level, uh, they feel like they they still kind of pick their own schedule. But it just kind of forces people to make their own off season, right? And you got to go in there and just go, this is when I'm taking off. 
But it's hard for them boys to sit around and just watch people stacking up points while they're sitting around yeah. hanging out at the house. So as much as I would love to make money sitting on my couch, I don't make money sitting on my couch. So no. Whenever he wants to play, I'm like, yes, let's go play. Yeah, hundred percent. So it just, I mean, I don't really mind it, but uh, it has made the year feel like it never ends. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as like. I used, like I said, and it used to be unrealistic, really. It just got used to it and kind of spoiled because you used to go, for me, it was like a few months that I'd never leave the house, you know. And now you got a few weeks. Yeah. So. And that, this year we. But these are, these are, you know. Yeah, we're throwing in charge shootout mid December. Right. First class, you know. I mean, you poor guy. Which is incredible. I mean, <laughs> I can't even act like it's bad. I'm like, Yes, thank you. Yeah, if, Christmas bonus. If, if you want to sit out Maui, man, yeah. I told you I'll take. Do you, I'll take to, Gino's like I caddied it. I caddied a shark shootout or two. <laughs> you did? You caddied yeah. a shark shootout? Yeah, hey, when kids pulls you in, do you get paid like a caddy? A hundred percent. Do you like, get paid like a caddy and your coach? Yeah, paid? I double dip. Sure. <laughs> wow, I gotta start coaching. Not a bad idea. <laughs> no, uh, save JJ, yourself. I think, uh, I think your stance is a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, and you I'll be four extra percent. <laughs> you don't want to start coaching? Like what the, was? It's like Adam Sandler on uh, Billy Madison. What? Just save yourself. Stay here. Stay, <laughs> stay as long as you can. <laughs> you don't want to do back that. to back school. Back. back to school. <laughs> What's uh, what's a shark shootout like? Is that a have you ever never you've never done that? I guess I've never been. I I just JT, you, I guess I you're the only one with any experience. Yeah, I've done a few of them. It's, it's awesome. It's like you know, it's super laid back. Like there's some parties. Yeah, but like it's that 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 Ritz and I don't even know. It's in Sarasota, right? Or Naples. Naples, yeah. See, flying. I guess like Fort Myers, whatever. Naples and yeah. So you got, you know, everybody's like kind of hanging out. It's just way more laid back and uh, people on the back of the range drinking beer. This out. event feels really laid back. Yeah. It does. Like this is Nothing a, like Shark, shark Shootout is awesome. Yeah, but compared to all the other PGA Tour events, like yeah. this event feels like everyone, even that works on, well. I got the caddy in Shark Shootout if that tells you how yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like everybody's, ma- not not players and caddies, but like it just feels like a big this event feels like I know it's the last event of the year. Everybody's tired. Yeah, everybody's kind of ready for it. It just feels it feels very different. Yeah, than a lot of events we've been to. Yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, this one's laid back and it's end of the year. And yeah, this is one of my favorite events of the year uh, because of that laid back yeah. feel and also like the island here. It's some of the best food of the year. It's pretty nice. Liking of food. Yeah, you know. I'm a fat ass. No, you're not fat at all, but you like food and you eat really fast, by the way. Like I'm a fat like, ass. like like you eat like you haven't ever eaten before. Yeah, like it gets things... me in trouble with my wife. She's like you're Well, I mean, fat luckily ass. you're you you caddy, so you, you don't you don't Yeah, you never know if they're really a fat ass or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we definitely ate at five fourteen well, today. Well, I hadn't you... eaten oh, since my was, waffle house this was... morning. I cr- dinner I've eaten in years. Well, Patty's dinner at like ten PM well, that drives me up the wall. Tonight, I may because as we well. I'm early. truthfully, I'm kind of hungry again. I'm gonna. Okay, I did see some buffalo chicken dip for twelve dollars at the bar. That sounded Post really, really. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> the buffalo chicken dip did sound good at the bar. 
Why do you eat? Why do you eat so late, Pat? He eats like eleven o'clock. It's nuts. Well, they're standing around their back porch, drinking wine, smoking cigarettes and stuff, and they that's exactly that is like figure out figure out their hunger. Video camera on my back porch. I've seen a thing or two. JT's got a part of my business at your house, assuming and putting pieces together. You know what I mean? JT, are you much of a mental coach? Yeah, you got. 100%. I've never asked you that. Are you are you kind of a mental guy out there? Yeah, I don't think you can be any good at what I do and not be a little bit of a. Yeah, you know. What would you? Yeah, could you help? Super into the. <laughs> oh yeah, he's super. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. We uh, I don't know how long uh, kids in a sports like would be like uh, getting dropped into Vietnam via like right at the worst time possible. Over under, you got a eleven point five second lifespan. <laughs> But you have other guys. I mean, it's not just kids. Yeah. Like, but are you kind of that? That do any of your guys have mental coaches? Like this is a hot nah, topic right now with Brendan Todd. None of my three, none of my few guys do. I'm back to my original. Kids, Bryce and Brownie, yeah. Brownie. I'm back to my original. OGs. I mean, those are just three. Yeah, I've gobbled right up there. all just... the only normal people on the tour. I got them all. <laughs> <laughs> those guys I've do gobbled not need them up. A mental coach. No. So we watched Brownie on the putting green today. It's just like, I don't know, you know, it's different for us because we're not out here all the time. I think Gino kind of laughed at us today because he's like, he walked by and we're just standing there like two kids waiting on autographs. He's like, what are you guys doing? Just watching putting? We're like, yeah. <laughs> because like, I don't know, we, we're not out here with the traveling circus every week. So we were, we were obviously talking to some of you guys that we know, but we were also just kind of watching how things go and like, you notice like maybe how long somebody's on the putting green or like what certain people do on the putting green. And I'm sitting there telling Pat, I'm like, damn, like I don't spend any time on the putting green. Like, and these guys are, you just see certain different things going on. And like Brownie, for example, was, he was on the green for a long time today. He was doing all kind of stuff. He had another guy out there with him. Like, what's that guy doing? And what's it like on a, is that, is that a week to week thing with him? Or is that just when he's struggling and what's he working on right now? Uh, you just mean Brownie specifically? Yeah. Well, like, Brownie's a big-time grinder, right? Like, <clears throat> he's always had, like, chip on his shoulder. I mean, it's not like he – I mean, like, we played junior – like, not junior, but, like, college we played against each other. And so, like, he played a D2 school. And, like, you know, it's like, what are you going to do when you grow up and be a tour, tour player? And it's like, all right, get real. What are you going to do? You know, so he's always had that. It's like, no, I'm going to be a – you know, it's so, like – it's a tricky thing with somebody like Brownie because, like, the things that frustrate the crap out of you is, like, as a coach is how stubborn and hard-headed they are. But, the, but like, if he wasn't that stubborn and hard-headed, he wouldn't be out here, you know? Does that sound like Joel Damon to you? 100%. Sounds like Joel Damon to me. Yeah. I don't even know him that well. Yeah. That's I'm true. thinking about that. I'm like, that's Joel Damon. That's true. So, yeah. So, like, Brownie just doesn't want to – the truth is, like, he all he knows is grinding. So, like – if if like a question is answered and like you figure it out like then he's just gonna kind of come up with something else to another question you know he don't want to leave like the sun's still up he feels like he's not out working everybody it's like he want you know he wants to beat it out of the dirt and he wants to hang around and he wants to grind and work and if that means that he's got to come up with another question or whatever you know He's the man, though. Like, that's why he's out here, because he just he's not going to let anybody out work him. You know, he's just not going to let it beat him. He's so stubborn. So you get frustrated as a coach when somebody won't just do what you tell them to 
But then you have to also understand, like, hey, if he wasn't this hard-headed, he wouldn't be out here. So I got a question. I mean, uh, I, and this is for either UJT or Gino, or or maybe Aaron. I don't, I don't know how good of a golfer you are, Aaron. I, I know that Man, it's pretty it. silky. I know these two are good, Gino and JT, and you're both obviously around. If you pro- saw me golf, you would be like, how in the hell do you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> so as, as long as you, you've both been out on tour, uh, it, you know, what is the biggest difference between how you play or played as a player versus a tour player? Well, first, I never – Played professionally. Now, I know I you did, but you. I would but say I'm a pretty good you amateur. Played, you you've you've been a really good this amateur. This man was in the U.S. Mid Am. Yeah, last you, year. Yeah, so I mean, just last year, U.S. Mid Am. Um, if I'm playing well, I can do all the same things. If I play well, it's generally for 18 holes, not for 72, and. Well, let me take that back. If I'm playing well, it's generally for six holes, and the other 12 are manageable. <laughs> uh, my, For me personally, just consistency of hitting the same shot over and over is not there. I mean, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm, So it's just I'm over and right over now. consistency. Like yeah, between like, you and, and a tour player, well, yeah, I'm just over thinking, and over consistency. I'm just thinking of my boss, you know, specifically like we were playing on last Sunday or whatever – Two days ago in Mexico, I mean, it was just copy and paste the same T-ball on every single hole. I'm like, I have never in my life done that. You know, we played 36 holes on Sunday, and I don't think you missed a fairway. Every tee shot is a new adventure for me. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, I I hit hit the driver okay, and I'm about the same length as Joel off the tee, but I'm like, this is – it's silly. like – I, I can't do that that many times in a row and just keep doing it. And most of the guys out here are that way. You watch guys hit balls on the driving range, and it's stupid. It's just one after another right at their target. And it's just like, this is this is dumb. But uh, I don't know. Personally, that's Same thing you see, JT? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know, like, for me personally, like, I – I never set out to teach or to be a teacher, but like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be good. And I did anything. I went and work. I worked with everybody in the world, you know, that was good and anybody that I had access to or that I could go and get in front of. And, uh, but like in hindsight, it's like, you know, maybe I didn't have the best information and XYZ, but like in hindsight, like I really didn't even have a chance, you know, like now, me looking at it now through the lens of what I do now. Looking back on, like, the 15-, 16-year-old version of me, like, I had no chance. I just didn't know mm-hmm. um, that I didn't. And so much of it was uh, – it's okay, Dr. Dre. It's acceptable. <laughs> it's acceptable. Uh, but I just didn't – I just didn't know any better, you know? Like, I did everything I thought I did. But I remember even, like, on mini tours, looking back at it, it's like I was still on the range videoing my swing and trying to run up and down some plane line. And, like, his and Brownie were in the group in front of me gambling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Swinging around here all crooked and Brownie all across the line and humping it and kids laying on his shoulder, feet stuck to the ground. You know what I mean? Club hitting him on his head on his way out of there. 
and they're out there gambling for whatever hole and duking it out, you know, and I'm sitting on the range trying to make a swing perfect, you know. Yeah. Hadn't, seen a putting, hole. hadn't seen a putting green on a mini tour event, you know. Sure. And looking back on it, it's like, all right, like neither one of those processes are great, but mine was way worse than theirs. Hmm. So. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't put in the time because that was always my goal, you know, from the time I started playing golf. It was my dream. I'm still obsessed with it. I was like, I want to play on the PGA Tour. I just I was never good enough. I, I practiced my ass off every single day through high school. You know, I played a, it, I played a ton in college, and I'm like, I suck compared. To, like, I can't hang. I'm just not as good. And it's, it's frustrating. I just wanted at some point Jim Nance to say my name on CBS, and I'll be damned if it didn't happen when JT won. <laughs> it happened. It happened. Gina, do you have a – You know, I, did, I didn't hit any shots to make that happen, but he did it, and I achieved my goal. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty special moment. Gina, do you have a video of your swing on your phone? Um. I have the V1 app that's old. I'd probably find an old one. I want you to show my you. Grip, of course he has a fit. My, gr- yeah, my grip's do. really strong. Golf door. I want you to show your swing to JT, and my, I want JT. I, I want JT to. Well, let me, all right, let me dig around here. I'll, I want JT I'll, to give me, give me a moment. Um, the guy that's got 172,000 videos of theirself is the guy that's like, ah, I may or may not have the V1 <laughs> no, app. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's yeah, still in vogue. I think you will be able to find a video. <laughs> of his Let me see swing. if I can hunt up a video from. It's like finding a chair in my room that we're sitting in right now. <laughs> yeah. You can probably find one. But we can these are these are all show. of Joel. So hang on. This one's pretty good. Joel's, Joel's all right. He's all right. He's a trip. All right. Well, let's talk about something else. Why? What about? Well, you got an idea. You got something on your mind. Yeah, you want to interview us? I don't know. We, we never get interviewed. Earlier. I learned a lot about you guys. We did. You got a question, John? Well, these these guys have real jobs. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re- I noticed that the, uh, they've told me that, but I, I recognized at the uh, Kisner Foundation event oh, God. Whoa. last weekend that they have real jobs. And, like, when you take people that got a real for real job and then you get them out of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's just like, they forget just, they yeah, have. Like like Gina, you found a video yet? Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> four years old though. Come on, seriously. Yeah, your swing's way better now. Hold on. So, anyways, <laughs> he's trying. To- I wasn't there, but I heard that David Barnett had a fucking no, TJ number one. Tor Junkies number one, which is night TJ one at the Kisner Foundation. Yeah, TJ one had a big time. He he was even texting me the next day like think i might have gotten a little out of hand and i said you know what i said the only person that really cares about what you did last night is you that's that's true i said if if you haven't gotten any that's great life any advice. messages about being out of hand you're that's good right. if nobody takes you then if no true. one has been like hey you personally offended me last that's right night, it's like my boy roberto out. castro i'll give him props on this he gave a quote to me forever ago and it's stuck in my head because it's so true it's like how entitled and like selfish and like worried about ourselves and self-image we are. It's like somebody said, so I don't even remember the context to be fair, but somebody said, well, I don't want people to think. And he cut them off and said, whoa, whoa. He said, bro, first of all, no one thinks. Like no one thinks about you. No one cares. 
No one cares about you. If there's something you need to know about you, if it's that outrageous or outlandish, people will tell you. So, DB, my yeah. man Roberto's saying. Thank you, Roberto. Yeah, you need to give him props. That, uh, Except for D. Just because you were on all fours. <laughs> That's, that's right. At Later. one point, might be a bad. Except you know, for D. Rob, who did recognize my, me today from yeah. the putting green and go. D. Rob hey. could he couldn't be. He's the nicest guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that a, I know. Mm-hmm. That's you couldn't have spilled drinks on a nicer guy. So don't <laughs> worry true. about it. And I had to tell that story in reverse. And you're taller than him, so. The, the funniest thing about all of this is that usually it's me that's having to apologize and and like like go back on like. You know, the historical That's event of the night. Uh, so now we're getting, we're getting, we're getting uh, Gina swing. This is from, we got a real strong, strong left hand. She's cranked. Yeah, she's cranked. She's cranked the old Harley. So Gina just kind of stands there with a strong grip and runs it back over his head before anything else decides to play. That's true. That's a true story. No, it's, it's, it's. Everybody, the re- everybody else chips in later, which makes it run over here like John Daly. Yep. But it's pretty. But there's some good stuff in there, Gino. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. If you're gonna lean the, if the handle's gonna point up there in your nose, and you're gonna lean it 427 degrees towards the hole, mm-hmm. you need a strong grip. Yeah. <laughs> So well, the, the, the strong grip originated that other that's stuff. That's right. This is what I would call a dysfunctional match. Yeah. <laughs> it actually makes me feel a lot better because well, you're don't, way it, better golfer. Well, than, don't because it's don't because it's way better than your shit. Yeah, I know. I know it. Uh, but just the fact that the first thing that came to his mind was was all your, your the stuff that's broken. There's some good stuff in here though. Aaron, you got one? This thing's got This thing's got local newspaper potential. That's exactly what I mean. I live in the local newspaper. This thing's got local newspaper potential right here. <laughs> in uh, some small town in Indiana, right? Idaho. Come on, Idaho, man. that's right. Indiana. Is Idaho a state or a city? I'm not really sure. Gina, I'm actually, this is pretty good. Hey, JT, all right, here's a question. With what you see right there, yeah. with what you see right there, yep. if you only worked with Gina. Mm-hmm. It's like Kevin Chappell on marijuana right here. <laughs> I don't know what Isn't that, that normal Kevin Chappell? <laughs> Isn't that regular Kevin Chappell? <laughs> Hold on. If, if you only worked with Gino yep. and Gino worked as hard as he said he did back in the day, do you think you could turn him into a cut maker on the PJ Tour? Whew, I tell people all the time, if I knew, like, if I had people run across me now, like I was me now and the people that I knew then, you know, but we, I had like a 20-year head, 15-year head start on them. Like if, if I had run into me 15 years before me, yeah, I'm not saying I would be any good. I'd have been a lot better than I am. And Gino – you know, he'd be on like, you know, PGA <laughs> <laughs> Tour I LA. I couldn't make myself finish. The, I couldn't make Y'all myself finish the joke. Wait, everybody could see John's face. <laughs> JT, I just found a video of my swing. JT, I just found a video of my swing. 
Um, you don't have to keep looking at it. I, I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't look at me with a face. Found a video of me at Pebble on number seven, Let's and I almost made a hole in one on this shot. And uh, usually, what play. I can do is ask people kind of their upbringings. If I just had like five questions, like tell me about your mom, your dad, <laughs> where you grew up, this kind of stuff. I bet you flip it. And then Wait a get, what? Well, just got, if you had a little background on everybody. Like, like you didn't and grow up with a, with a teacher. Time life is a big thing with tour yeah, events. Yeah, but are you, tell you are you saying but if you strokes gained uh, instruction you could afford when you were younger? <laughs> That's true. But but is that what you're talking about? When you ask those five questions, you're going to get an idea of what? Well, if I just got the who I'm dealing with in front of me. Okay, so like right now JT me. is watching a video of me. Yep. Hitting and a wedge on number seven at yep. Pebble Beach. And I got my house and my car on Gino. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but what do you like? What do you think about? I, yeah, yeah. To, to be clear, I, I almost hold out this shot. Oh, there's no doubt. There's a huge difference in like a good golf shot and a good golf swing. But I hit it to three feet and I missed the putt because they made me putt it. (laughs) Why would they do that to you? I don't know. Three feet? Working like six feet. What do you think about it? It's not good, right? Uh, I mean, it's relative. For a tall guy, it's It's pretty good. This whole deal is relative. Hands are great. I mean, obviously, you got to have good hands if you're going to have a move like that. (laughs) Hunch. You may or may not want to keep. Both of your feet on the ground when the clubs are wrapped around your head and the follow through with a wedge, yeah. But <laughs> and you know what? There's nobody that's going to top the scene here. The background that the yeah the scene makes the swing look a lot better. That's right. And it's like well, like this, you put that in. You put that swing and it's like well, let's see yours. Yippee! Yeah, you put that swing in a like a closed you know, right. setting doesn't look as good. Uh, yeah. A lot of mo- there's a lot of moving parts. And that's and that's what I do, man. I can't. Sorry, I've been zoning out here for a little bit, just looking through my swings. I'm like, man, I need to do this and that. <laughs> JT's got him in his head already. No, <laughs> this is what happens, dude. You know what though? He said like, you could beat me though. So I mean, <laughs> yes. JT looked at one of my one of the first. Well, the first time I ever saw JT, I hit a few balls, and JT goes, good. "Well, you can't be the background though." Listen, when I play, I drink and I have fun. That's it. That's, that's, I'm not yeah. You're probably to good at that. Make money. JT there, goes. There's some sneak. There's some sneaky good stuff in there. Actually, this claw that's in your hand. This is. It doesn't fit me. It's too flat. Yeah, it doesn't do you any favors. I need. Yeah, that's that's Stephen Yeager's sandwich. <laughs> and he's five. He's ten. tiny. Yeah, yeah. Fleener, what are you doing? JT, the first time he looked at me, he's like. You've been down the George Gangus wormhole on YouTube, haven't you? <laughs> maybe. Oh, I didn't say that. Hopefully I didn't say that. Well, maybe not. I may have put that one in your mouth. No, you somewhere. might have put that one right in my mouth. I shouldn't have done that. Um, Gino, is now a good time for you to tell your story? Are we in there? Yeah. No, I mean, I can. I mean, I know, I know Gino's been trying to get out of this all night long. He probably, let me guess, when you pulled up, you looked at Aaron, you're like, I really like Shoot this. me in the face. Yeah. No. I I enjoy this. It's fun. I feel okay. truthfully, I feel like I I do too much, so I try like uh I'm too involved in the show. I'm like, 
I don't want to go. I feel like I'm intruding almost. No. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Our most popular show ever was Involved You. Yeah. Well, all right. So, anyway. So Bring it. <laughs> in that case. Well, in that, oh, hey, hey, Drew. Me, in that case, let me tell you a story. So, <laughs> at uh, Halloween morning. Uh, it's still my, even the main event story. Oh no! This is the, this, this is, is the, the main event. This, this is it. it. This, this is, the is one. it's coming. Okay. So well, I, I, so I figured I, I figured I have to get this in before Gino's like he's done. No, so I feel like you, he's you got be me done. good because I'm I'm really zoning in on uh, my golf swing now. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I, I, you know, I hadn't thought swing. about it in a while. But uh, so Halloween morning, my uh, little man, he's six years old. Uh, he's got the day off of school for parent teacher conferences, and my wife was going into work late i think that day or maybe she had the day off i don't know um we get in the car uh we run to starbucks get a coffee go to the grocery store buy you know the the mini candy bars for all the trick-or-treaters that are going to come by that night and just kind of running some errands and you know about 45 minutes goes by and i'm like i look at my wife holly i'm like hey we need to get home because starbucks is working and she's like yep wait a second are are you one of those people who can't go anywhere but your own house? No, not I. <laughs> You're caddy. I'm you a have caddy to go. man. Okay. I go wherever. Because I, I go live in Idaho too. and I hunt. Like, yeah, hey, there's I hate a stump people. over there. I just get it done. I can't stand when people have to like. I had a roommate in college who like had to go home. Joel, we, we, Joel's we, that way. That, he that he won't go at a golf course. So you look ever. at Holly and you're like, babe. I'm like, hey, we got to go home. Red phone ringing. So, let's go. Um, we normally have. Uh, three toilets in the house but i had just started remodeling one of the bathrooms because we had two weeks off and i tore the flooring out and took like our vanity out and the toilet out and just was going to replace everything so literally the day before toilet out of there so we had two active toilets so we pull back into the driveway and i run inside and i go downstairs if my wife she's right behind me she goes upstairs and we also have a new little golden retriever puppy named looper so anyway, in Looper, Looper, that's very clever. So I'm sitting, uh, very good. I'm sitting downstairs. The fan is Gina's a caddy. Hogan, right. Hogan was taken. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting downstairs doing my thing. The fan is on, and my wife's texts me, and she's like, "Do you hear that?" I'm like, no. She's like, "Your son is screaming." I'm like, okay. What if he screams a lot? He's fine. He's six. He'll be all right. And then pretty quick, his mom and dad are pooping. And like he's just gonna have to chill. Well, the screaming gets louder and louder. And this is, you know, we'd I'd been in there. So I'm, I take my time. I'd been in there for five minutes and Instagram. Yeah, you know, just starting yeah. to scroll. My feet weren't numb yet, so I still have a little while. <laughs> so. No, I'm taking my time, and pretty quick, the screaming is so loud that I, I literally thought somebody was abducting my child. Something's wrong. And so I, I stand wish. up, and I kind of <laughs> reach around the corner. I turn off the fan so I can hear, and the f- screaming is loud. I'm like, what the hell? So pants around my ankles. I hadn't started you know, cleaning up yet. So I kind of I waddle out into the living room. And my son is standing there with his pants around his ankles, covered in shit. <laughs> what? Gina, put the microphone up to your mouth. What the hell happened? So apparently, what had happened is he went upstairs and what knocked on uh, my wife's 
bathroom door and he's like, Mom, I've got to go to the bathroom. Well, she thought he had to pee and she goes, go outside. So he went outside and pulled his pants down in the backyard, (laughs) took a squat. The puppy had jumped on him, knocked him over into his own feces, (laughs) and then began to eat Hudson's feces. Well, Hudson had heard us talking about getting the dog Parvo shots because they get contract (laughs) Parvo from eating other dog's poop. Well, he didn't realize that it was a canine-specific type virus. <laughs> and, thought, and thought the puppy... He wasn't abreast of the canine viruses. <laughs> the, he thought the puppy was going to die, like had moments to live. So as he was knocked down in his shit, Looper starts eating it. Hudson freaks out, grabs him by the neck, and starts digging the shit out of the puppy's mouth. Hero. Yeah, he saved the puppy's life. He is a, he is a savior, so basically. He's bawling, not only because he's covered in shit, but he thinks his dog's going to die as well. So a gamut of emotions. He comes in screaming. And I want, hold on. I want everyone to think about how bad the smell is. It's awful. Before so you tell the rest of it. My little man's kind of like me. He's You're like, oh, my kid ran in and he had poop on him. Is, yeah. Oh, that's cute. No, think about how bad it smells. He dug it out of my dog's mouth. It's and on his hands. It's on his it body. It didn't appear to be like a solid one. It's either. not just the dog's poop. It's his because he fell in his own poop. So it's, so it's all over him. So... I'm standing in the living room with my pants around my ankles. I haven't even began to wipe you my. Even flushed yet? I haven't even began to wipe my own ass. Yet. And got three people's poop involved. Yeah, and Hudson's standing there, and I am. I'm looking at him like, "Why are you covered in shit?" He goes, "Mom told me to go outside." I'm like, "We'll get to that later, but why are you covered in it?" You know. And he's standing there, and he's still crying because he thinks Looper's going to die. And, and I start, I'm like, you know, dry heaving. And he starts dry heaving. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, I have to wipe my ass. Or I'm going to get Parvo. <laughs> yeah. Looper's back there licking my ass. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> Looper, <laughs> get, get out of here, Looper. Looper's lived a lot of life for a puppy. <laughs> so, uh, I went. Back. Hudson stood there while I, you know, took care of my business. And then uh, we've got a shower there, and I just put him in fully dressed. I'm like, get in there. And I went and got a washcloth, and I'm just like wiping at him. And he's standing in the shower, fully dressed, gagging, like. Ugh, uh. And my wife's down there. She's she's taking Snapchats of it. She's trying to get Hudson to tell her to like replay the situation. And oh. he's like, I choked it out of him. Trying to get him to choke so he can pull the shit out of his mouth. Has tried to run away yet? I, so I don't Since even know where then? the dog is at this point. I'm just oh. worried about getting my... And then, Dude. yeah. So we uh, we got That's Hudson so cool. we got Hudson cleaned up. I hope we burned those clothes. I don't really know 
what we did with him. But then uh, my wife. <laughs> I really hope that Hudson remembers this. Oh, he, he's so he's I I, I immediately remember his dad walk waddling out of the bathroom. <laughs> I immediately called my parents. I was like, "You have got to listen to what just happened." And he was so embarrassed. He's like, "Don't tell them." But uh, ho- yeah, but this is gonna yeah. be an incredible story yes. for him. Yeah, this is good. I'm going to tell this at his graduation party <laughs> from high school. But uh, tell it at every any occasion. Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. going to tell this story at my wedding, <laughs> at Aaron's wedding. <laughs> if I have a wedding and I, ever, I'm going to be like, okay, whatever. This has been great. Let me tell you about what my, my friend Gino's son did one time. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have any good stories to yeah. tell for my wedding, DJ? But Gina. <laughs> so Holly put Looper in the sink and gave him a bath. Um, grabbed an oh. old. She wanted to grab an old toothbrush, and I was like, "What? You're gonna brush a dog's teeth?" I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go clean up my son's shit out of the backyard." <laughs> so I went and got a shovel, and I went back a there. What else was I gonna do? I'm gonna put a plastic bag over my hand like those psychopaths and like. Pick that up. Why Shots would you, fired. <laughs> yeah. We, we may have a lot of listeners that just classic guys. New Yorkers. <laughs> Sorry. I just can't do the whole uh, bag over the hand thing. Anyway. Mm. Bag over the hand it thing. It makes me want to throw up. What would you ever. rather do, Pat? I, don't, I, I would use a shovel. I would I, yeah. I literally. You walk around carrying a shovel I, in your I gated would. community looking like a serial killer. So if I had one. I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Instead of my hand over the public's bag yeah. in the poop, I, I used, like, I've I'm used sorry. a lob wedge I do not want to touch the poop. I would, I would, I just would, I would use a tractor yeah. if I could. Well, so I went out to get it and it was gone. And I was like, yeah, it's where, all over your where did you? It's washing off in your yeah, shower. Yeah, it's probably true. But I was it's like, where did you go? And he was like, right. I forgot this part. I was like, where did you go? And he was like, I was trying to go into this dustpan. <laughs> This kid was an athlete. What the hell? Oh, me? How do you miss a dustpan? He, miss, he must have dustpan. never seen the karate video. I feel like for sure all the, all the degenerate tour junkie followers, like this is what they tuned in for. <laughs> yeah. Not for who to bet on this week, but to hear doo-doo but, stories. Uh, <laughs> it was, story. yeah. This is an all-time added value. This is an all-time <laughs> I don't know who's gonna win this week, but let's let us talk to you about shit for he, a second. Your son missed the dustpan. He missed the dustpan. Yeah, it was a little bit to the Are right. Are steering him away from any other not athletics? Very good, dude. It's like just hand-eye coordination. <laughs> his, his butt ground, butt ground coordination. Of karate class every Tuesday, Thursday. It's a highlight of my Wednesday morning, Friday morning. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like missing the and board, dude. It is. He gets beat up by girls. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, I've got I've got a video. We had him in uh, enrolled in this like uh, summer sports deal. You like three nights a week they go didn't play a different sport for like an hour and whatnot. And one night there it was football and the guy's trying to teach him long snapping. Right, so football's on the ground and stand there like all the kids are snapping it through their legs. Long snapping? Well, just <laughs> are you sure they weren't just are trying you, to teach if your you son were long? Play football? Wouldn't you want to be the long snapper? I mean. Right? I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. So my little man gets down. 
And there's like everybody's throwing it like clear to the wall. He picks it up and goes, <laughs> <laughs> throws it backwards his over his head. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> but uh, listen, it's not going to be sports for him. No, it. Uh, he's pretty oh. intelligent little guy. So we'll. God, uh, that is so funny. We'll that story. Stick with academics. <laughs> you got any good kids stories, JT? Your boys are unbelievable. Oh my gosh, I got JT's kids. Literally made me want to quit golf every time. When I get to JT's Insta stories and I see his kids, I'm like, skip, 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 skip. Are they striping it? Oh god, they're unbelievable. Both of them are just unbelievable, and they're just cocky little suckers too. They're 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 just kids. That's the most important part. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they've been around kids way too long. They 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 see kids and they're like, yeah, I can do that. Hell yeah. You got yeah. any poop in a dustpan story? <laughs> no. <laughs> My two are like polar opposites. So mine are eight and or nine and seven. Well, actually, the seven year old just turned eight, so I got nine and eight now. And, the older, the older one, it's like I tell my wife, like she used to get mad at me, like I'd push them so hard, you know, and with golf and, um, you know, and she's like, this is when they're like three, four, it's like, what if they don't want to be, you know, this, that, and the other, and like, that's not what I want them to think they base their value on, and like, you know, which I don't either, you know, it's like we, that's not how we're gonna grade like how good of whatever they are like well I want them to love God and love their parents and like, yeah 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 I know how to treat people this that and other and I'm like hey I get it it's like the only thing that I know but but it's like I, it's like I got no place else to go it's like I don't know I don't have anything else to give them you know what I mean the only way that I know to teach them all these life lessons is through golf right so um, so they're polar opposites like my older ones always like. You know, like, why do you want, why do you want me to be a tour player? Like, how's my golf swing? Are you sure I'm okay? You know what I mean? And my young one's like, come get you some. He's like, kids remade. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little sweeter, but yeah, yeah. So that's exactly right. It's the same kind of deal. So I play a little tournament all the weekend, and my little man's like three down, three holes to play. And he makes par on his holes. Kid makes bogey, so he can ride on a cart from green to the next tee, right? So they get in the cart, and he's like, he gets in there. He ain't even played good, you know. He don't want to talk about that. He gets in the cart, and he's like, two down, two to play. <laughs> That's all he said. Right next hole, he makes par on his hole. Kid makes bogey. He gets in the cart, says one down, one to play. And I looked at him. He goes, I said, one down, one to play. He goes, yep, one down, one to play. And he looked right at me and said. How you think this kid's gonna choke this one away? No, the other kid that he's playing though. <laughs> How you think he's gonna choke this one away? So then, like you know, anyway, he makes par on the last hole, kid, like three putts for double or something, and he wins. And like, it's not like the stiffest competition ever, you know. Well, I'm just thinking. Dude, if he's getting three cart rides and three holes, I'll caddy for him. Well, they tee him up so far forward. You know, you get off a green, it's like you got to ride 300 yards Dude, next tee. How much is he paying? <laughs> <laughs> so he gets a he gets in the car, and my oldest is like all bummed because he didn't play good or whatever. And then he's like, I don't know why, like you little one. He's like he wins and. He doesn't practice or whatever. He's like, I do everything Dad tells me to, and I don't play good. <laughs> he doesn't practice. He doesn't deserve to win. It's that other. And my oldest back there flipping through some, like, you know, Willy Wonka book, and he's, like, listening to it, and he stops and he goes, 
Well, he's an E. The kids I played are terrible. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Kids are hilarious. I don't have any, but I've got two nieces. Dude, they just say whatever's on their mind. Yeah. It's incredible. JT with kids, I want to ask you this, though. I mean, because you're obviously you're coaching some of the best players in the world, and then you're also coaching kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, six kids. Like, for kids, though. I mean, like when you're starting them off with coaching them, like what are what are the basic like? What are you what are you teaching them? Not only from a like a, a swing standpoint, but just from a golf standpoint. I mean, like, not everybody's going to be a Kisner or you know or those type guys. So, like, no. where do you start? Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, where do you start with those guys? With the, with the kids? Man, I mean, the thing is, like, early on, like, just getting kids. Like, the whole junior golf world's psycho, right? Like, you get these kids who they can barely tie their shoes, but they're good players, you know, and their parents are yelling at them. And, like, I see it in junior golf. It's like the first – I tell a story all the time. It's like the first little junior tournament that I went to with my oldest, he was like six or something at the time. It took the first little U.S. Um, – whatever, U.S. kids thing. And – um it's a local thing. Like, I literally show up this thing, like, a camo hat on and, like, shirt and, like, blue jeans. And he, like, ground balls this driver and it runs into the hazard up there. It's, like, 100 yards to carry it or something. He's, so, it's like, he's like, what do I hit here? I was like, man, ship the driver over top of that thing. I'm going to hit wedge in there. And he, you know, he kind of skulls it, goes in the hazard or whatever. We walk up there, and the dad's like, okay. And he goes, so here's what we do. This is a this is a red-marked lateral hazard. So um, let's here are your options. And, like, so, like, I was at a time where, like, I had a little decision to make, you know. <laughs> like, do I go, like, you know, beat your chest like Torquesh, or do you just play along? And I was like, this was an easy decision. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, how many questions can I ask this guy for the next three months? <laughs> For the next three, I mean, for the next three hours, and act like and act like I've never played golf before. You know? <laughs> I had a camo hat on, so like I had the greatest time ever with this guy. I was like, oh, so we, you know, I'd make my kid drop in the wrong place and stuff. He'd run out there helpless <laughs> like, for the next three hours. It was so fun. Were <laughs> oh. you insta storying this? So it, yeah. well, this is golf, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like we'd be on a car path, and I just throw my kid's stuff out there in the fairway. Come here, yelling at us, two club yeah. wings. You know? <laughs> and uh, should I give him water? What is this? Yeah, or you know, we'd put out a turn and stuff. I'd make him put out a turn and stuff on purpose. <laughs> but Dad, I thought we weren't supposed. to Yeah, it was great. So, but anyway, to ask your question. Um, Man, it's tough. It's like everybody wants – they just go crazy, right, on like how early they try to specialize and make kids good at golf. It's like the the truth is like the, the best the best players I've ever been around, it's like, yeah, they were good players when they were little, but it's like every time people keep seeing success in like golf and trainers and instruction, all just, it's more and more, you know, at your, at your service, right? It's in your face and like – people just started earlier and earlier and earlier and they like literally have like seven eight-year-olds out there like tr training them up like tour players and like they're good players but they can't tell you they could you know you give them 17 basketballs from the free throw line they no chance you know and 
So I guess I guess the thing is, is like, you, of course you want to develop them, but like the, the most important thing is like the, there's some kind of long-term athletic development going on here. Like these kids are like athletic. Like I would way rather have a kid that shows up 13, 14 years old who's a stud athlete and you just hand him a driver and he doesn't know that much about golf and he runs up there and swings at 115 miles an hour and it's like, yes, sir, no, sir, what I need to do. You know what I mean? And turn that kid into a player – then the kid who's like, well, you know, I thought I was worth living, but then I turned 12, <laughs> I shot 80 at the local U.S. kids thing, and I lost my first tournament in seven years, and my parents have whipped me in with canes in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's, that reminds me of that Scott Hamilton story, and I can't tell it, but where Scott Hamilton – It's an amazing story. But, I mean, he did them guys a service, you know. Scott Hamilton, he told it on our show, it was a long time ago. He's just a good old boy from Cartersville, Georgia. And he got one of those one of those kids in that was like 14, I don't know, he's like 14, 15 with his dad. And uh, Scott showed him, <laughs> showed him what's up. You want to tell that story for Scott? <laughs> yeah, I can speak for Hambone because he's like, he's, we're, me and him are super close. We're like, room all the time we're here together so he's actually here scott you want to tell the story <laughs> yeah he's like, let me tell you what happened <laughs> he's so a legend he's, he's a like, legend so, yeah. so this legend, he's like, legend <laughs> all right i'll tell it to scott so this is him telling me the story right <laughs> so this kid shows up He's like, so the kid walks down the hill, you know, he's like fucking flat bill, white belt, the whole deal, you know. He's like, he walks around a corner, his dad's carrying his bag for him. Yeah. And he's like, so they walk in my build, I'm tired, hungover. And he's like, all right, you know, I hate him six seconds after I met him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so I don't want to be there. It's 112 degrees in my bay and. He's like, kid's doing whatever. I don't even remember. He's like, I finally get muster up the energy to go up there and like try to show him something. He's like, I put my hands on the kid. He's like, the kid gets tired at one point point, wants a water. He's like, dad walks out there and gets a water and opens it for him and hands it to him. He's like, the, the cooler's damn 12 feet from where he's hitting, you know. He had to, dad had to go get his water for him. <laughs> he's like, he said... He's like, so I went up there and put my hands on the kid, and like when I tried to show him some, put him in some position, he grunted at me. He's like, like, he didn't want to <laughs> do it, you know. He's like, I don't know why. He's like, it was a lack of judgment. He's like, but I was tired and ornery. And he's like, and I was like, do you just grunt at me? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, get the F out of my building. <laughs> he grabs his little Ping Hoover bag and just tomahawks it out <laughs> right out of the bay. <laughs> In front of dad, right out of the bay, and it's like, get out of my building, blah blah blah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Then he tell the so dad. So they leave. Dad comes back down the hills, like, hey, I really don't appreciate you talking to my kid. He's like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have cussed, you know. But like, if you don't get it together, your kid's gonna be a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that's my roommate. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So good. But he's a, uh, you know, he's a. Uh, LTAD pioneer, if you will. He's a what? Long-term athletic development. He's a pioneer on that front. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever come close to 
tomahawk in a club or a bag of one of, of Joel or JT? Um, ooh, yeah. What's the closest that you've come to that? Throwing. Or like just just losing it on the course. Have I've you ever never come, come close, close to losing it. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you and Joel are like best friends. We You've are been best friends so, for a long time. So I can imagine if we, I were caddying for this guy. We've only had. I have to check JT's pulse just to be like, yep. Are you are you still awake? Like, are we are <laughs> yeah. we still playing? Like, um, but I have also caddied for Stephen Yeager, who's great friend of mine, and the closest, the maddest I've ever been as a caddy. Was caddying for Steven in Mexico, I guess, probably three years ago. And um, he made a dumb bogey on this little short par four. And when he – so we missed the green long, and he chipped back on the green, and I was standing on the bag, had my hand on the bag. And he swung the club head <clears> – <throat> into the back into the side of the bag while i'm holding it he didn't almost hit me it wasn't close but it scared the shit out of me and i was like damn dude and like he like went to grab his putter and i was like holding it i wouldn't give it to him i was like i'm mad (laughs) but he got it and he went and like made bogey and i walked to the next tee and he like went straight to the porta potty because he knew that he shouldn't have done that and his fiance was following us and so i walk up to the next tee with the bag and and i look at her and i'm like i'm so mad and she's like i'm so mad because she loves me <laughs> and she's like i'm so mad at him and he went straight to the poor body and he comes out hits his tee ball i grab the club i take off off the tee he like catches up he's like dude he's like my bad and i was like dude i'm fucking mad i was like that can't happen <laughs> and and i was like and your fiance's mad at you too <laughs> i'm pissed her off for you too <laughs> i'm pissed her off and for you too dude we squashed it right there and yeah it was yeah. fine but it was yeah. just like that was the only time i've ever been mad in my whole caddying career and that i feel fortunate yeah for that's that pretty because good i've heard a lot of horror stories but it was <laughs> We Joe and I have had one blow up ever. Um, you know, we we bicker and we get upset at each other and whatnot, but we had one good one. We it was after our rookie year, we finished hundred and seventieth in the Fenex Cup and went back to web finals. Uh made the first two cuts and then we go to uh Columbus or Cle it's Cleveland, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we're uh playing there and we are leading the golf tournament through 60 holes um and we're on number eight on sunday and we made a couple bogeys there earlier in the week and same type of deal we lose it right into the trees and he's got a shot up to the green but he's got to hit it low i mean probably should have just pitched it left out into the fairway but Looking at him, like, he 100% can hit this up to the front of the green. Like, just, you know, like a chippy five iron under the branches. Pretty big hallway to hit it through. He can do it. Well, he, like, de-lofts it a little much and doesn't get it airborne. And it's one of those ones that just kind of runs through the rough. 
and it went <laughs> 20 yards, and we're still in the trees. And he was pissed. He was like, what? He was like, you know I'm going to be aggressive. you got to make me chip that out. I'm like, I probably could have hit it to the front of the green, but <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Sorry. You know, uh, I, that's my job. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you're, I was like, you're right, man. I should have. Sorry. Let's just, you know, let's make bogey here and just get the hell out of here. And then the next one goes over the back of the green and they chip pass, miss the putt, make double. And... I mean, he, this the whole time we're you know he's going back and forth across across the green, he's just still chipping at me, and I'm like, okay, we should have chipped it out. I got it, you know, and it's going on and on. And then he gets the ball out of the hole, and he goes to throw it to me. He like throws it over my head into a bunker, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I go get a rake, get the ball out, clean it off, Dude. go to give it to him, and he goes. I got a fucking monkey working for me today. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Uh, I don't like that. So I, I didn't say anything, and then I felt. They do have bananas dude. at the turn generally. And, and I, I, felt, I felt like the wave come over me. I'm yeah. like, nope, I'm losing it. Yep. And I turned around, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, you're trying to help me. Grab me by the chest, by the way, just for the people that sorry, aren't watching sorry, this. Sorry, And. So we're on ninth tee box, and we're playing with another guy who's about to get his tour card, too, and I lost it. I'm like, if I didn't think you can get it airborne, I wouldn't have had you hit the shot. Like, and going on. I'm like, nah, I'm out yeah, here trying I, to help you. I think not. I would have lost it on the throw the ball in the bunker part. Yeah, so, like, and his eyes were, I mean, Joel's my best friend. Yeah, yeah. And his eyes were huge, <laughs> and he just stood there. And I got it out. I was, I was fine. Like, right after I finished saying what I had to say, I'm like, all right, wins and off the left, targets that tree up there. <laughs> <laughs> and he stepped up. What a and pro. He, uh, he didn't hit a very good tee shot. And we, oh, no obviously way. We were right. <laughs> Shocking. So we walk off the tee, and he hands me a driver, and uh, he, he apologized. He was like, sorry, man, I shouldn't have said what I said. And I'm like, you're good. I was like, let's, let's go play golf. I was like, I'm over it. I'm good now. And ended up, he made a couple birdies on the back nine, and we ended up finishing like solo sixth, which was good enough to lock up our PGA Tour card. And then after we were done, like it was kind of an emotional day, you know. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was, I was crying, he was crying. There was a lot of hugging. We went out and we had a great night, and um, so that was the only like blow up we've ever. Only part of that but. story I don't believe is that y'all had a great night. I've never seen either one of you guys have a good time. <laughs> good call. <laughs> I just so. have a, like, uh, having heard a few stories about you and Joel, like I can't, I would be interested if you guys know of another pair that are as kind of hot and cold. Like, I don't know, like you guys feel like, it feels like if me and Pat were out there, because I mean, we're very much like great friends but we bicker. We are very honest with each other. Like I will, we will knock down, drag out, fight, mm. and then a second later, yeah, flip see, the switch. Like I said, that was. Are there other pairings out there like that? Not that I can think of. Like I don't see Kiz and Dewey like that. Like Dewey's pretty. They they probably don't have that kind of relationship. Kiz is a little different. And, than Joel. and I would that that doesn't. I don't think that defines Joel and I's relationship though either. That was like a one off thing. Joel and I get along really well. Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I also know like just from talking to you and hearing other stories about Joel, like he's, 
he's just interesting. You know, you you are you are you are out there counseling your best friend a lot, and I don't know. I just I'm curious if there's other groups mm. that do it like that. That's I think any long time player caddy pairing, you'll see they'll have some story like that um, at some point. But I think that's what they have one of those. They don't have, like, it's not every day. Yeah. Um, and if it is, then it's a short-lived relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't know. I was I was just trying to go through a bunch of players in my head to see if I could. Yeah, like do you ever look around and be like, man, those guys are just like me and Joel. Like they have the same relationship me and Joel have. No, we're pretty special. Yeah, you guys are. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like I just hear it's it's I love it. It's great. Yeah, but I just know. <laughs> it's a. I'd have to. I'd you know, if he bogeys the first hole, you're. You're counseling. You're, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's okay. Like, we'll, we'll get them next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, do you ever do you do you run up against other guys on tour that are like that? That you're like, hey man. I mean, like, you like look at the cat and you're like, hey man, I know how that feels. Like, you just say this or do this. Well, I I don't know. I I don't think a lot of caddies are have the have the relationship with their player to be able to to say the things that I could say to Joel although I bite my bite my tongue and choose my words and uh, I'm careful um what, what do you say to Joel like if you know cuz we know that if Joel bogeys a first hole or if he bogeys a hole before he birdies a hole he's a head case <laughs> so if so we're at the RSM if on Thursday he bogeys a hole first. What do you say? Bogey, bogey, start. Yeah, we we started bogey, bogey, bogey at the U.S. Open, and he's like, "Well, that was a fun trip or something." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh man, that <laughs> was uh, you know a lot of times I just open I, I just shut up like yeah just You're like well boss you know talk about scenario talk about something completely random or. Like, because at that point, you know, being positive, Polly's probably not going to be beneficial because he's like, he doesn't want to hear that. So, you know, when you can be, hey, I can pump this guy up a little bit or like, I just got to like get on this guy's level and be like, hey, man, that sucked. Like, you know, let's figure it out. Let's at least like try. Like last week, for us, trying would be nice. Last, last week in Mexico, let's try. We're uh, oh my god, wow, the hero. Pat, Pat just brought, just in, brought in a, a carrier drink holder <laughs> of Tito's McDonald's soda carrying case. But back to what I was talking about, as far as being positive in the face of negativity. We, um, last week in Mexico, 36 whole day, it's fucking beating. And so we finish up, we're even in the third round through 16 holes. We finish bogey. JT hits his drive in the left rough on nine. We don't find the ball. He hits it, goes back, hits another tee ball, makes a double. Shoot three over in the third round. I mean, we could pack it in at that point. He comes out and shoots six under in the last round. We finished, I don't know, 41st. 
last year we missed the tour championship by 20 points. And so, you know, that last round could end up at the end of the year being huge for us. And so that's crazy. Like, I didn't get down. He didn't get down. Like we could have easily both gotten down and just been like, screw it. Let's move on. But, um, we didn't. And now Pat just brought a six pack of Tito's soda <laughs> into the room. So. I, don't know. I have a tea time in like seven hours. Yeah. I know, Gino, you're sweating <laughs> it over there. <laughs> I didn't mean to uh, disrupt the uh, what we had going. I was I was at the bar. There was there was two guys passed out at the bar. I sent a picture out by yes, the way. That was a, uh, it was, it was uh, interesting. I see that. Are they tour players? No, I don't think <laughs> Is this Joel? <laughs> I don't think it's Joel. But there was a guy totally passed out at the bar. It was interesting. But I'm I'm good. I'm I'm feeling yeah. great. Um, yeah, any other questions before we wrap this up? No, you. Oh, we're gonna. Wrap will you get the mic out of my nose? I'm I'm in I mean that guy. Yeah, I mean I I don't. You know I I don't I know Gino's stressing. I don't want to overdo no, it. Not, so are there? You know I mean listen. We are always welcome. We love stories. So any good stories that you have or anything that else you guys have on your heart that you want to talk about, let's let's do it. Stories, man. I don't know. We, uh, I, I don't know. I've only told like two people that uh, Joel and I story from. Is that the guy at the bar? Columbus. <laughs> so well, that was deep. What? Come on. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I want to be friends with that guy. We should tweet that out. <laughs> He's gone now. He's gone now. I like passed away, like deceased, or he's just <laughs> gone to his room. <laughs> he may be. He may be deceased. Okay. I got a good story. Okay. From last week, <laughs> Mexico. Okay. Good. So, JT is the easiest guy ever to work for. He's a great boss, and never gets frustrated. Really. And last week he got frustrated. With you or just? Not with me. Okay. No, just with just golf. It's been a long year. We went to Asia for two weeks. We just came back, and then we played Mexico. And um, he putted lights out last week. Had 100 putts for the whole week. Finished 41st. Anyway. 100 putts. I'm trying to think so, about what that is. 25 putts around. That's pretty solid. Even I'm pretty sure we, that's we were, we 25. fourth in putting. Even in Augusta Public School, they taught that much. That's pretty good. <laughs> I went to Augusta Private School. Oh, anyway, of course he, go ahead. He didn't have his greatest hitting week. Yeah. So, he um, – <laughs> I'm doing the math now. That's 25 putts around on average. I'm on the 14th hole yeah. in the second round. He's already hit two shots that ended up – Beside bunkers that didn't go in bunkers where he had to have his feet in bunkers but had to chip with the ball way above his feet. So we're on the 14th hole finally. He hits the fairway. We've got 130-something yards into the wind. We're like, you know, it's not a wedge. Let's just hit the 9-iron. Hits the 9-iron, comes up 10 yards short of the green. He's looking to me. He's like, what the hell, dude? I'm like, I don't know, man. Win. <laughs> you know, win. <laughs> so we get up there, 
He's he's mad. He There's more wind mad. up there than we think, JT. Obviously, he doesn't get mad, but he's mad. He's like, I hate this place. He's like, we're never coming back to this place. We're not coming back here. I'm never playing this place ever again. And I'm like, this place is terrible. We get up there. He's feet in the bunker, chips it up, barely gets it on the green. He's like, I hate this place. He's like, I'm never playing here again. We walk over. He's like, gives me his ball, clean it off, and like, give it back to him. He walks over, twenty footer, buries it for par because he makes everything. He's making everything. Yeah, twenty, hundred putts. Around. I start dying laughing. He makes twenty footer for par. I'm dying laughing. He walks over to me. He's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, I'm still never coming back here. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to write this down in the yardage book, and I'm going to have you sign an initial <laughs> right here that here. we're not coming back here. <laughs> I was like, I don't care if we come back here or not. <laughs> but you just said we're not coming back here. So let's not come back. I was going to ask you to be my roommate <laughs> next this year. Is, this, is, this, is, uh, this is unusual, but um, never come back. Okay, so David had um, a lot of anxiety today about you. You threw him that golf ball, the practice uh, yeah, the bridge zone. Yeah. Uh, why did you throw him that ball? He was very nervous. He didn't know. He didn't know why you threw it to him. He didn't know if there was some reason he needed to hold on to it, or you were just yeah. giving him a ball. I just picked it up off the putting green. I was just trying to show him some attention. No, he was. He was. You did have anxiety. You were like all worried about. It. You're like, why did he throw me that ball? Like, am I supposed to use it? Is there something I need to do to. with that ball? It's a tour only ball. If you yeah. if you do They're the black marker over the practice part, nobody even knows. They're like, oh, yeah. he plays so. so you were that That's was right. a gift basically, yeah, it was a gift. and David was not appreciating your gift. Did you throw it back on the green? No, I think he. I think he threw it into the water. Yes. All right, I'm about to leave too, but what I'm gonna leave, here's what I'm gonna leave y'all with, because um, not to take all of your over y'all's podcast. Please do. But, um, nobody came here to hear about, you know. I don't think anybody's shocked that kids can be an asshole, or yeah, I bet they love the doo doo stories from Gino. <laughs> but um, they can't get, they can't make no money off of doo doo, right? Kids being an asshole, right? Right, true. Right. Or Flinger being a legend. All these Flinner's things are legend. true and they're awesome, but nobody gets paid off of that. So um, if Pat has the decency to turn his phone down God. for 20 seconds here. This is an amateur. I'm going to give you all a little quick tournament matchup. Okay. Are we going to go around yeah. the table and get your picks? Yeah, but there's three people that matter here. This is great content. Um, and I'm going to skip the people that nobody knows are, is, you know, realistically going to bet on. I mean, they're they're legit, obviously. Those are degenerates. Gems, We're degenerates. We will bet on anything. Okay. I'm just going to highlight five or six that I even think. I'm not even telling you who I think. I'm just going to throw it out there if I if it catches my eye. I'm going to let the, I feel the like this is a dangerous catch. game. For me. I don't. I don't like. I don't like naming names or saying somebody's going to beat somebody else because I don't want somebody to offend. But you know, I'll wait till I hear them. Maybe I will. Maybe yeah, I won't. Well, listen, this is just. It's one week. It doesn't mean that you like them. Yeah, it's like just them. one week. You it's golf. A better player. It's just. It's we're on. Oh no! I'm calling somebody out now. It's the end of the year. Okay, Gino is ready to. <laughs> he's going full Swedberg here. All right. Um. I'm just going to throw out the ones I think are interesting. Okay. I'm not saying that I got a favorite. I'm just saying they're worth. 
And like you would, there's one on here that's got your boss, but I'm not gonna do it just because. No, I like it. Who's the head to head? Doesn't even matter. Yeah, who's the head? I would take Joel. Let's read. May or may not be Austin Cook. It could motivate Joel. No. Austin Cook, Joel Damon. Yeah, that's a matchup for the week. This is a weekly tournament matchup. All right, I'm gonna skip that one. I'm gonna throw one out to you, Vaughn Taylor, Bryce Garnett. Ooh. May or may not be invested there, but I'm just gonna throw that out and see what you think. Hmm. Big emotional week, and uh, for Vaughn, Clint Eastwood versus Clint Eastwood, and then um, I don't know what that means. I mean, let me keep. Cruising. Okay, me can keep I can I be honest with you? Right. I I would lean Vaughn there, but you said it's emotional week. I'm sure it was. He, he came one revolution away from being in a playoff. Big week, or actually, yeah, yeah, being in a playoff with with Brendan yeah. Todd. Big week. Mother, yeah, big Mother week. And he was over good. there acting like a, BG is playing good. BG for sure. Under in the final round for sure, playing well. Seven hundred final round. That's three days after acting like DB at Kiss's event. Yeah, me and Bryce were riding the same. So same. I really enjoy. You know what? Athlete. I know. Um, um, can I tell you that Bryce looked? DT is one of my favorite people on the planet. Can I tell you that Bryce looked at me tonight, today at the range, like he had never seen me before. He had not ever seen. Me. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he's like, "Hey." But he said, hey. It's like, yep, I didn't remember you either until Monday when I was researching, and then I <laughs> remembered right, you. You got uh, Brian Harmon, Lonto Griffin, even money. Mm. See, home, home, home game. Been well. Home game for Harmon, yeah, but that good, could be a bad thing, home. right? Okay. All right. Just, I, I don't have an opinion. I'm just throwing my hair. Uh, Wait a minute. We don't just. Talk. He's not throwing any opinions. He's just naming matchups. Trying. These, those first two are tasty. Those are insinuating in the matchup what he likes, and you can't. But but I think the home game is interesting. Like I, we heard someone else today say, the home games for these guys is kind of a disaster because they have so many things to do. It's it's not only that. It's uh, Denny McCarthy, Jim Furyk. I'll close here. Ooh. I will shut the show down here. I like the McCarthy play over Furyk, if that's where you're going. If you're not, then I'm not with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And JT, you're, you're giving us nothing here. Well, a, you're just naming matchups. Well, I'm just rolling them out. Yeah. yeah. Guys in this tournament. I see how Seattle guys struggle in this tournament for a lot of reasons. They're home. They're finally home. It's been a long year. They get relaxed. Yeah. They're comfortable. Let me start over but here. Do I don't think anybody heard me when I said Denny McCarthy, <laughs> Jim Furyk. Uh, everybody understood? Y'all I, heard that I, one. I, I am hammering Jim the Furyk. best putter in the world. Denny McCarthy. Denny McCarthy, Jim <laughs> Furyk. God. John, I still can't tell what side you're on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on a side. <laughs> I can figure out it. I'm I, not yeah, on a side. Gino keeps saying Denny McCarthy, and he keeps repeating the matchup. Brian Harmon, Lonto Griffin. <laughs> okay. Um, I think he likes Brian Harmon there. And uh, I think the next thing I got up is. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Yeah, Joel Charles and Austin Howell, Cook. Car- Kevin Kisner and Harris Singer, Kevin Kisner. Yeah, Joel and Austin. Austin uh, Cook. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a no touch. If we make a birdie before a bogey, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's way too volatile. That's I'm a no telling touch. you, when we can live bet in in round, which I think could be coming in 2020, with the, with what the PJ Tour is getting prepared to handle in terms of betting, if we could, if we can live bet in 2020, and Joel makes either either one birdie or bogey, whichever one comes first, because one of them is going to come first, right? More than likely. My wife, my wife is my ride home. My wife is texting me and just wrap it up here. So in closing, I'm going to say, I'm not sure if I've said this out loud. I'm not sure if says out loud or not, but I want this to go on the record. Will you save this for Sunday night? Yeah, you yeah. say this Sunday night. Yeah, I can. Denny McCarthy <laughs> minus one hundred and five. Jim Furyk second up. Brian Harmon, Lanto Griffin. Okay. JT out. JT out. Love you, the you man, boys. JT. Thanks, TJ. Tour junkies. See ya. Tour junkies. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>